Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 says, For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Online Church here uh, with Anchor. If you are our guest this morning worshiping with us, welcome. We're, we're glad you decided to tune in today. Um, I'm excited to, to be with you on Christmas morning, um, just, just celebrating the birth of our Savior. So um, we are um, concluding our Advent at Anchor series today um, by lighting the fifth and final candle, and I'll talk about that in just a moment. Um, but, but really quickly, I wanted to share something. Um, so I just wanted to share some thoughts I had today about um, Christmas and the birth of Christ and kind of what that means for us. But um, I, I read a story um, this week in, in preparing for this message that I thought was, was pretty fitting. A um, journalist um, named Joseph Blackman a few years ago wrote an op-ed um, that, was, that was, pretty, it was pretty interesting and the subject was, was pretty intriguing. Why nightclubs are dark. That doesn't. That maybe not might not sound too interesting, but but um, I I thought about I thought about it a little bit. I thought, man, that that is like why why are nightclubs dark? Why are bars dark? And this guy Joseph Blackman, he admittedly has a lot of experience being at nightclubs and being at bars, and and he noted that they're they're always dark. Why are they always dark? And and some of the reasons he had were quite interesting. I wanted to um, share with you um, what he said. One of the things he said was this: the more we know that we are concealed by darkness, the less self conscious we are. Darkness hides things. One is more inclined to approach a woman at a night or at night in a jammed packed room with loud music than in broad daylight in a quiet coffee shop. Joseph Blackman goes on to say that darkness heightens anonymity. The mask of darkness allows one to act other than themselves. A part of the stain of sin is that we do the things that we're most ashamed of in the dark. That's, that's a part of, of just our, our sin nature is the things that we're ashamed of. We try to conceal, we try to keep hidden. We try to keep them in the dark, not allowing the light of Christ to break through. And while you can inhibit your, your self-consciousness for a season, at some point you're going to have to face yourself and you're going to have to face the things that are in the dark. Darkness can be dangerous. Uh, darkness can be disorienting. Darkness can be deceptive. And the bad news is, is that we're all born into darkness. We're all born into darkness. Disorientation is normal for us. Uh, deception is just a, a typical part of, of who we are. It's just a, a normal part of life, a standard part of our existence. But that's not, that's not how God wants us to live. That wasn't okay with God. He doesn't want us to live in darkness. He doesn't want us to live in disorientation. He doesn't want us to live in deception. So he did what only he can do. He sent his perfect, spotless son into this dark world to take the, the punishment that we deserved. Today is Christmas. 
And I want to look at what the scriptures have to say uh, about Christ being born into this world. But first, let's pray. Father God, thank you for this day. Thank you um, for the gift of your son and, and what we're celebrating today. Um, just that he was born into this world and, and he was born to, to free us from our sin. God, I pray that your truth would pierce our hearts today, it would pierce our spirits. And I pray that we could be drawn closer and closer to you today. We love you, God. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. At the beginning of our Advent at Anchor series, we lit the candle of hope. We talked about hope and, and the hope that the birth of Jesus gives us. Uh, next, we lit the candle of peace, and we talked about peace being completeness, wholeness, and how the birth of Jesus brought restoration to humanity. Uh, the, the following week, we, we lit the candle of love, and we talked about how that's the whole purpose of, of Jesus being born, is because God loved us and he wanted to be with us. And last week, we lit the candle of joy. Um, and today, we're lighting the fifth and final candle, and it's the candle of the Lord. Um, and, and the candle of the Lord represents Jesus as the light of the world. And that's a phrase that gets thrown around a lot, and that's a phrase that, um, because it's said so much and that kind of thing, it kind of loses its meaning. But today I want to understand, I want to help us kind of understand what that means when Jesus says that he's the light of the world. In John chapter 3, verse 19, Jesus says this, The light has come into the world, and people love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. Again, these, this is the words of Jesus, and, and um, he's speaking about himself. He's, he's referencing himself as the light, and he's, he's actually uh, making reference to Isaiah chapter 59 when he says these things. Isaiah chapter 59, verse 9 and 10 say this, We look for light, but find only darkness. We look for bright skies, but walk in gloom. Even at brightest noon, we stumble as though it were dark. John chapter 3, verse 19, Jesus is referring to himself as the light of the world here. Let's, let's, uh, let's look at another verse in John. John chapter 8, verse 12, uh, it says this, Again, Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus, um, in, in John chapter 8, Jesus just got done uh, dealing with the woman caught in adultery, the, the, the religious leaders who caught this woman in adultery, and they brought her to Jesus and said, Hey, the law says that we do this to her. What do you say? You know, that, that whole story. Um, and, and Jesus got, just got done dealing with her, and he's teaching the crowd. And um, he's slowly, he, to this point in the Gospel of John, Jesus is slowly starting to reveal who he is. He's the Messiah that was sent here by God to save humanity. And he speaks about himself again in this way. I am the light of the world. I'm the light of the world. In John chapter 9, verse 5, uh, again, Jesus speaks about himself this way. He says this, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. 
here in in John chapter John chapter nine, Jesus just healed a blind man, and um, he was born blind, and he refers to himself as the light of the world. I also believe there's some symbolism going on here with the blind man. When I think of blindness, I think of darkness. When I think of blindness, I think of darkness. And this man was blind from birth, so he had been living in literal darkness his whole life. And then one encounter with Jesus opens his eyes and he can now see the light, right? He can now see um, physically. I think there's symbolism there that that we're born into darkness. We as humanity are born into spiritual darkness. And when we encounter the love of Jesus, light is, is shined into our world. And then finally, John chapter 12, verse 44 through 46, say this, Jesus shouted to the crowds, if you trust me, you are trusting not only me, but also God who sent me. For when you see me, you are seeing the one who sent me. I have come as a light to shine in this dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. Here, Jesus is addressing uh, a group of people who um, have serious doubts and and unbelief that that he is the Messiah sent to save. Um, And he's again referring to himself as the light of the world. Jesus said he came as a light to to shine in this dark world. And what I love about that is is whenever you're in pitch black, think about if you're in a, a, a dark room with no windows and it's it's pitch black, you can't see anything. Anytime any kind of light is shown into darkness, your eyes are immediately drawn to it. And I think, I think it's that way with Jesus. In a spiritually dark world, he is light. And our eyes, uh, we are drawn to that spiritual light in a, a spiritually dark world. It, it, it's jarring sometimes. Sometimes it, it doesn't feel the best, but we're still drawn to it. This morning, I, I have a few thoughts that I want to share about Jesus as the light of the world. The, f- the first thought I want to share today is this. Jesus's light brings sight and understanding. Jesus's light brings sight and understanding. As as the light to uh, a, a dark world, Jesus brought sight and understanding. Jesus came as light to the world and we could finally see the truth about God. Jesus came as light to a dark world and we could finally understand how utterly lost we were and how badly we needed somebody to save us from ourselves. If you you look in the dictionary, the first definition for light is something that makes vision possible. In other words, light makes it possible for us to see. My light makes it possible for us to to see anything. Without light, we are hopelessly blind. We're blind to our surroundings. We're blind to our situations and circumstances. We're we're blind even to ourselves. Light makes it possible for us to see clearly. Light makes it possible for us to see things as they really are. So because Jesus is the light of the world, we are now able to see and understand that there is a God in heaven that loves us and wants a relationship with us. He wants to be with us. He wants to be with you. And and Jesus, as the light of the world, reveals that to us. 
We now know and understand that our sin and rebellion has severed our relationship with God. We now know and understand that we can regain that relationship now and forever through Christ. We now know right from wrong. We now know and understand the marvelous place he's prepared for us. For those who strive to walk in his light. Thanks to Jesus, we can, we can say, once I was blind, but now I can see. Jesus' light brings sight and understanding. The next thought I want to share with you today is this. Jesus' light brings life. Jesus's light brings life. We learn in grade school that without, without sunshine, there would be no life. Life is impossible without sunlight. Um, the sun provides the basis for all life on earth. The sun is a source of energy for plants and, and indirectly for animals. Uh, take away the sunlight and all life on earth would soon go away. All life on earth would soon cease to exist. Sunlight sustains our lives, not only due, the, to, due to the energy it gives us uh, in our food, but also because it helps our body. Uh, sunlight helps our body synthesize vitamins. Without sun, sunlight, like we would die. It also uh, brings vitality to our red blood cells, red and white blood cells. Um, you, you put the strongest man in a deep, dark dungeon, and he's going to waste away because you need sunlight to stay strong. You need sunlight to stay healthy. As vital as sunlight is for physical life, even so, the light of, of the Son of God is vital for our spiritual life. So that's the second thought I wanted to share. Uh, Jesus' light brings. The final thought I'd like to share with you today is this. Jesus's light makes us light too. Jesus's light makes us light too. A lot of people stop at that fact that Jesus is the light of the world, but Jesus himself said that we are the light of the world. He said that. Matthew chapter 5 verse 14 says this. This is a direct quote from the mouth of Jesus. He says, you are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. This is part of the Sermon on the Mount, and, and Jesus is talking to people who believe God and trust God and follow God and want to grow in their relationship with him. And he says, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. Because we have the Holy Spirit inside of us, we are his representatives. And because he ascended into heaven, we are now the light in the world that shines in the dark places. We are God's hope. We are God's hope. The church, we are God's hope to the, to the lost, the forgotten, the broken. Because Jesus, the light of the world, was born to free us from darkness, and, and, uh, and he adopted us as his children into his kingdom. We now get to join the family business. We now get to be a part of, of the family business, bringing hope to everyone we can, loving people unconditionally, being gracious and compassionate. We, that's our business now because that's our father's business. We get to be a part of the family business. We get the divine privilege of being the light of the world. 
Matthew chapter 5, verse 15 and 16 say this, No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. We are the light of the world because Jesus is the light of the world. Not for our own glory, uh, not to draw attention to ourselves. We are the light of the world so that everyone will see the heavenly Father in us and they'll praise him. We are the light of the world to point people to Jesus. My prayer today is that you remember that Jesus is the light of life. And because he was born into this world, we get to enjoy all the benefits of that light. Light removes stains and purifies. Life heals. Life cheers. Life gives security. Light brings hope. Those are the benefits we get to enjoy because Jesus is the light of the world. Let me pray for you this morning. God, thank you. Thank you for um, your son and the gift that he is to each and every one of us. Thank you, God, that he is the light shining into a dark world. God, thank you for um, the blessing of, of Christmas and, and just everything it means, everything it represents, the hope, the peace, the love, the joy, the light. God, thank you. We, may we never forget what Christmas is truly about. And finally, the light has splintered the darkness. Hope is ours once more. The light calls us forward, remembering the past and walking confidently into the future. Amen. Amen. Have a great Christmas, everyone.